Revelation, seize my soul if I give you quarters or take any from you. Greetings, mortals, and welcome to another podcast, but evil, I'm Dan Austin. And I be Doug Leaf, says I. And today, we be discussing Blackbeard the Pirate. I am so stoked to uh, to do this. One, because we get to do those piratey voices a lot. Um, but <laughs> Well, hopefully just an appropriate amount. <laughs> nope. No, <laughs> we're going to just murder our listeners with it. No. Um, uh, just because, man, this was fun to research. Um, Blackbeard is such an, a badass mm-hmm. um, in a way that we haven't. I mean, I think the closest we've come is someone is Capone, but even he's not. He's more scary in a way than like Blackbeard is just so much fun. He's a pirate. Like who doesn't like a pirate? Okay. <laughs> so, um, sure. Yeah. I mean, my my feeling on pirates is they're sort of fun, whimsical characters, and then you learn no, it's more about like disease and <laughs> murder and other horrible things. But yeah. that's that's the life of a pirate. Uh, it hasn't changed much since the uh, the golden age of piracy. No, uh, and we'll we'll obviously get into the golden age of piracy, and I think we'll have to probably do a little bit of a, a, a rewind on history on what led to that just to understand the context that sort of gave birth to a guy like Blackbeard. Um, but uh, there's such a disconnect in a way between, as you sort of alluded to, the real world of pirates and the fictional world of pirates. Right. Um, the pirates of the Caribbean versus actual the, pirates. Right. And they're equally interesting and fun in just very different ways. So we'll we'll get into it. Um, so, uh, bef- I don't know if you want to do this up top, but, uh, w- I wouldn't mind doing a little admin just like we did last time. Just reminding our listeners that, uh, one, we can be found on the interwebs at, at podcast, but evil. And two, uh, if you like the show, please do, uh, drop us a review. That's not just for our own narcissism, but because, uh, it helps increase, uh, the podcast visibility. Ye so- mutinous dogs, <laughs> ye leave a review or you shall be cursed, says I. Says I. <laughs> Five-star review, leave you, says I. Uh, uh, they didn't talk like that, did they? <laughs> man, I wish bullshit. they did. I wonder where that came from. I mean, they're, these guys are mostly I think British, that's Treasure but- Island. I think that's just like the Long John Silver Treasure Island portrayal, no? I, yeah, I, I, a lot of the, like, modern, like, entertainment tropes of pirates uh, are oh, a huge debt to uh, to Treasure Island and Robert Louis Stevenson for popular, really um, cementing not only, like, the popular myth of pirates, but this particular, like, all of the tropes that we think of, you know, the parrot on the shoulder and the peg legs and stuff. Right. That, that is very much Stevenson kind of just all the way through to... You know, LeChuck and Jack Sparrow and, and all these other fiction, fun fictional pirates. Mm-hmm. LeChuck uh, being the ghost pirate from the Monkey Island series, in case you're not a big old dork like Doug and myself. Yeah, if you're not a LucasArts Games kid from the 80s. Um, but, man, do they borrow liberally from that for the uh, the Disney Oh, movie. of course. Uh, and hopefully we will get into the other beards inspired by Blackbeard. <laughs> He's another one that's kind of like we sort of said with, like, you know, with Jack the Ripper, you get a lot of Blank the Ripper. Or something, yeah. Ripper. Uh, you yeah. get a lot of Blank Beard, the pirate, after Yeah, that. it's like in rap, adding Lil to your name, you know? Yep. <laughs> I don't know who the first guy to do that was, but we got a lot of Lils now. Yeah. Uh, 
All right. Well, uh, shall we begin with what does Dan know about our subject? Sure, sure. What does Dan know about Blackbeard coming in cold here? Uh, his beard was dark. Uh, no, let's see. He, uh, his real name was Edward Teach, right? That is believed to be his real name, yes. That or possibly uh, Edward Thatch. But again, a lot of these guys used aliases anyway. So hard to know. But yeah, that's the name you, you would... If, if there's any truth to that, that's his name, Edward Teach. Just to befuddle crossword puzzle solvers everywhere. Right. All right. So I'll go with Edward Teach just so I could be right. Uh, he... This is something that I don't know is true or not, but I had read somewhere that he actually... Did he never murder anybody directly? Is that true? Um, as far as we know, I, I you said that when we were talking about the idea yeah. for Blackbird. I went and looked at that. So there's no historical confirmation of him like torturing and murdering people, like you said directly. But wow! But in his naval battles, you better believe, like when you're shooting cannonballs at sure. another vessel, you're killing people. Um, so he right. de- he's definitely responsible for a lot of deaths and. Part of the problem with with Blackbeard is that the historical record is a little spotty. So there's no record of him officially like. If only the captain had kept some kind of log. (laughs) Um, They didn't go by Starfleet rules back then. So Mm -hmm. Stardate, (laughs) yeah, sixteen sixty-seven. No, I don't know when he was. Uh, I'm starting to sound more like Snarf. Snarf, (laughs) Snarf. Oh, Lino! Like all of our accents, We're being boarded. <laughs> all like all of our accents and impressions on this show, they will slowly degrade until they're just a series of noises and vocal yeah. tics. All roads lead to Snarf. Yeah. Uh, okay, so let's see. So yeah, apparently that's true that we don't have a record of him actually killing anybody directly. Uh, he was really theatrical. I know that. Like he apparently did this thing where he would put. I don't understand how he did it. But he would put like firecrackers or, or smoke bombs in his beard so that when he like appeared to people that he was like taking captive, he appeared to be like the devil. His beard would be like a flame. You're close. Yeah, you're close. Um, so what he would do was he would take slow fuses and put them under his hat and oh. light those. So if you look at like there's not that many paintings or representations of him that were contemporary, but there's a few and they show like this pair of black you know uh, lines coming out of from under his hat right and they're like wisps of smoke coming out of them okay um and then the beard he would like tie kind of in like ribbons and things uh to make that more just pronounced <laughs> he's like the first glam rocker <laughs> well a little of that sh- shows up in, in like beard a little of that shows up in like jack sparrow's hair right he's got like stuff like tied in his hair um, sure. Same kind of thing with his beard, but yeah, you're right. Like he he was he kind of is like Batman. Like he like recognizes there's some value in being a symbol, right. and I think a he, flair for the theatrical. Totally, and and that's why he's remembered today. I mean, not that he wasn't a badass pirate in his own right, but there were um, you know uh, plenty of other pirates from his era that accomplished more in various respects. But he's the guy. You know, that you remember, just like Capone is like the Ur gangster and Jack the Ripper is kind of the Ur serial killer. When you think of a pirate, he's the name that comes up first every time. Ur? Ur, yeah. What does that mean? It's like the, like the, 
um, the primary example of, or like the pr- the original thing. Okay. I'm only familiar with it being like you know, <laughs> pancakes er day. You know, <laughs> I eat them er day. That's what I know. Not erry so like, er pirate. Not like everybody er in the club er getting pirate tipsy. loves Blackbeard. I think that's so funny. Him putting like fuses in his hat. It's just like the first time he did that. <laughs> I think I think everyone's going to be doing this. You know? yeah. <laughs> it's such a weird thing to do. Yeah, but it worked, right? Like he's he, like I said, he's the guy yeah, we all you remember. Do. You, you know? do. Uh, you do remember him. Uh, okay, so I don't know much more than that. I mean, uh, just the there was. Oh, I can't remember his name now. There was this other pirate this guy who was a he was like the worst pirate Did yeah we can talk about, about him his name is steed bonnet we'll get to him yeah, yeah. steed steed bonnet so it's like his name and is, i know yeah. that i know that blackbeard basically like took him for a ride yeah yeah he's like so his deal was he's the gentleman pirate oh no it's the gentleman pirate <laughs> yeah the reason they called him that was he was a successful i believe plantation owner Right. So he had like a thriving business and like a wealthy lifestyle and decided, hey, I'm going to go be a fucking pirate. So right. it's possible that he's like a Walter White, you know, like he had a, a normal life and broke bad one day. But you're right. By all accounts are like this guy was like a fop. You know, yeah. <laughs> was like, a I know poser. what I'm doing. He was out to have some fun. And yeah, Blackbeard kind of took him basically captive for a while and then eventually like i think ran the ship that that guy was on like a ground on a sandbar and just left him there right. and he swore revenge on blackbeard but ultimately was captured and hanged for piracy before he uh, ever saw him again ain't that always the way so yeah. uh i just liked that story because it was clearly like black because he blackbeard said like oh yeah i'll uh I'll help you out. I'll like, we'll pirate together. We'll be pirate buddies. Yeah. (laughs) Ultimately (laughs) just took him captive, which is a very pirate thing to do. Yeah. I think that pretty much is all I really know about. I don't know much about him. So so let me kind of take a step back because like I said, you have to understand a little bit about the historical context. So when people talk about pirates and Pirates of the Caribbean, they're actually really only talking about a fairly short period in history. It's like 1714-ish to like 1720. That's it. And Blackbeard himself was only really active as a pirate from 716 till 1718 when he died. So like in the span of only two years, this guy became the fucking legend. Mm -hmm. So really short period of time. And the reason piracy kind of exploded in this time period was because of something called the, uh, the War of Spanish Succession. Which sounds really boring, but it's actually like some super Game of Thrones shit where the king of Spain, Charles II, kicks the bucket and he doesn't have an heir, which causes half of Europe. Which we've already discussed. Yeah. Means the most, the first, the number. No, I'm kidding. Right. <laughs> no, a different heir. Heir with an. Yeah. So. Um, homonym. Yeah. All right. Sorry. So, no. So, so he kicks off without an heir. And so. Half of Europe goes to war with itself over who gets to be the new ruler of Spain. And that war bleeds into a bunch of like other sub conflicts and stuff, including one that plays out in the Caribbean and the New World. And it's believed that Teach, who was born in England, uh, was a privateer during that war, as were a lot of sailors, which is basically a pirate for hire. 
Mm-hmm. They would give you a letter of mark, which is like a government sanction. In this case, it would be from England that says you've got a license to go pillage and plunder Spanish ships and forts. Yeah, you're a mercenary, essentially. Yeah. But, but you're war- not doing like missions. It's just sort of like go out and wreak havoc. Do whatever you want as long as you do it to our stated enemy. So the war ends in 1713 or 14. And now you've got all these guys sailing the Caribbean and the East Coast of the United States without a job. Blue and- beard, more like blue balls. Blue balls. Right? That's right. <laughs> I got pirate blue balls. So that's why you get all these like famous pirates around this time, which is like. Yeah, man, I'm I'm an expert at being a pirate, and there ain't no pirate job, so I'm going after everybody. Going after everybody. 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 Uh, okay, cool. So, uh, so they're sort of Frankenstein monsters let loose pretty much the, uh, seafaring public. Right. And so it's believed that Blackbeard was uh, one of these guys, a privateer, mm-hmm. turned pirate, um, partly because so the, the, um, the part of the war that took place kind of over in the in the Caribbean, the Gulf of Mexico and over here, was known as Queen Anne's War. And when Blackbeard, he eventually steals a ship, a French ship called the Concord, and he renames it the Queen Anne's Revenge. That's his, like, Ooh. flagship. Dun, dun, dun. And so because he calls it that, it He's it got seems... ribbons in his beard, and his mm. ship is named the Queen Anne's Revenge. Yeah. He better be pretty fearsome. He is. He, yeah. No, he is. Um he uh, and but the fact that he picked that name suggests that he was involved in Queen Anne's War sure. to begin with, and so. also that he was very secure in himself. Yes, they pick a lady's name for a ship, but most ships are <laughs> ladies, right? Uh, I, well, they're referred to with female pronouns, but we've never asked what pronouns they prefer, so I don't know. Yeah, that's true. We've not spent a lot of time looking at <laughs> talking to ships about their various gender preferences. Uh, mm-hmm. Anyway, okay. so Queen, the Queen Anne's Revenge, which is actually a badass name for a ship. It's it, it's pretty cool. Um, it it uh, they actually found it um, in 1996. He he eventually ran it aground. Mm-hmm. They believe possibly deliberately, and then it was lost to history. And then found in 1996 off the coast of North Carolina. So huh. pretty cool. You can Google up some pictures of it or what they pulled up from it. What was salvaged? Um, so he begins his piracy career under the. Um, Tutelage of a pirate named Benjamin Hornigold. And Hornigold is notable for one, kind of being Blackbeard's kind of um, Obi-Wan for the early part of his career. And then two, eventually Hornigold, mm-hmm. um, probably because he's under a lot of pressure from the law or he's about to get caught or whatever, says, I know what I'll do. I'll go flip sides and become a pirate hunter. Oh. Which he did. Um, Hornigold. You know, with a name like Hornigold, I assume he just took a teaching position over at Hogwarts. Yeah. But <laughs> oh, that's kind of cool. All right. So he uh, switched sides. Eventually, yeah. Um, by, the, I, by the time he switched sides, I think Blackbeard had struck out on his own. Mm-hmm. Um, but then he goes on his... Did they ever uh, clash? Hornigold not, and not, not after that. No, I don't think they ever ran into each other. I think Hornigold was eventually... Uh, I, I think he ultimately started pirating again anyway because he figured he's just playing both sides and then got caught. So <laughs> oh, that wow. was the end of him. That's pretty cool. Yeah. All these guys have cool guy. stories. There's uh there's Henry Avery. Uh Henry Avery's kind of interesting as a pirate because he had the the biggest score, individual like take of any pirate. Um he he took some ship that was carrying some 
unimaginable treasure and then fucking disappeared with it. Like he had his one big score and was gone. Wow. Um, and no one ever found it. So that so that he becomes that would a be cool, like a pirate heist movie, you know, just one last score. <laughs> this is the one that's going to set us up for life. Yeah. <laughs> and there was like Bartholomew Roberts, who I think cumulatively uh, plundered the most, like five times what Blackbeard took. But the reason Blackbeard's kind of remembered in Pirate Lore, one, again, the theatrics to the um, the name is memorable. Um, but th- Three is, you know, he's very successful at, at, like, taking other ships. Like, he amasses an enormous fleet and a crew of, like, 300 people fairly quickly, mostly just by relying on his own skill and surprise, just up and down, like, the east coast of America and in the Caribbean, just one after the other. And his managerial skills. You know, it's funny. Delegate. You, you got to delegate. Sorry. Well, <laughs> he, he, he said does. you're going to do pirate voices, and I'm the one who's crying. I, I know. I should be doing more, says I. <laughs> uh, he becomes the magistrate of what is sort of colloquially referred to as the Republic of Pirates. Oh, wow. Blackbeardia. Blackbeardia. That's they they establish, yeah, the, no, the pirates, not just him, but a bunch of pirates in, uh, I think, in Nassau, in the Bahamas. I forget where. But It's not Tortuga, is it? They it is. No, but that's basically what it is. Is it's well, it's more like that weird like island of boats from the third one, because they build <laughs> well, like Tortuga is a real thing too. Tortuga is re- a real place. The, the yeah, I'm not just referencing Pirates of the Caribbean, but I think in pirate lore that is supposed to be like the pirate island. Yeah, that happened though. It was a real place that they said, you know, this is our territory, and we can you know be free to do what we want here. And they sort of had a semi-functional pirate government. That Blackbeard, mm-hmm. at least for a stretch, was in charge of. Um, they had like a the, the, the pirates code that they referenced. There was a pirates mm-hmm. code. They're mm-hmm. like this stuff was all real. Um, so that tells what he you ran on <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> more gold. I, <laughs> I, I, I know what you're thinking. Yeah, Where a, the gold? A wench, a wench in every pot. Yeah, free amputations. <laughs> uh, yeah, that'd be a weird a weird platform. Anyway, all right. So he so he ran the pirate government for a while, and then he kind of the his yeah he runs the um, Queen Anne's Revenge aground to possibly shrink his fleet so he doesn't have to share uh, his spoils with so many people. You mean like he ran the ship aground with people on the ship? Yep. That was, I mean that was the thinking. Like I'm going to get rid of this. Like, no, it's it's not so much crew. the ship; it's the crew. Like he's getting rid of the ship. Well, that's what crew. I'm saying. No, I'm saying like just get rid of these guys. And oh hey, now we got to split it 200 ways instead of 300. Yeah. The the Concord that be, the ship that he took over that and converted into the uh, the Queen Anne's Revenge was a slave ship originally, a French wow um, slaver, and notable because you know when you and I don't know if this was intentional on Blackbeard's part. But when you take over a slave ship, it's a good target at that time because you got, one, the like the likelihood of a significant amount of just gold and riches and stuff on board. It's, a you know, from the, the fact that the slave trade was lucrative and you have built in potential mutineers and future crew in the fact that the slaves are like, I don't want to be trapped by these Frenchmen. I want out, you know, um, help us out. So, you know, it's interesting. I, I, I'm I'm sort of aware of something that I think it was later. I think it was more in like the 1800s that this was the case. But being on a crew, like a freedman on a crew, was generally treated a lot better than a lot of other places because it was a little bit more of a meritocracy. Like if you could handle your shit, you know what I mean? Like it was sort of 
I don't know if that was true back in the 1700s, but it's a little bit more of a, you know, away from all of the societal constraints, they could kind of make their own their own system. And this was one case where it might have been slightly more egalitarian than, the, than a lot of the rest of the world. It's possible. I don't know. Um, I yeah. do know that there's notations about Blackbeard's crew at one point having, I don't remember the percentage, but a sizable percentage of his crew was was black. And presumably yeah. those would be either, you know, freedmen that were freed of their, you know, um, quote unquote, legitimately or freed by Blackbeard's own hand by yeah, just liberating them. Well, that that supports what I've been told. You know, I mean, like, again, if you can handle whatever your job is and here we are at sea and every man has to kind of pull his own weight. I mean, yeah, why, why do I care? Right. Like that. That's interesting. I mean, it's certainly <laughs> one check in the. Column for pirates. <laughs> <laughs> Way to yeah, go. Yeah. Then, you know, guys are so progressive. Right. Yeah. I don't know that I would call any of these pirates quote unquote progressive. No, it's but, more, I think yeah. it's more uh, uh, convenient, right? Why would you turn down a good crew member, someone who can do the job? Yeah. Obviously, the gender politics of piracy is <laughs> troubling, so <laughs> to say the least. So I'm not going to call them progressive, but yes. No. But uh, so he. Um, so he moves on from the Queen Anne's Revenge, but he's, like I said, he's really adept at just taking ships when he needs them. Um, but the reason the Queen Anne's Revenge was kind of a loss to him was that because it was a slave ship, it was big. You know, it was designed to carry a lot of people uh, and a lot of supplies because it was meant for cross-Atlantic travel. So when he took it over and he outfitted it with cannons, he had like 40 cannons or something. It was, you know, it was it was one of the most powerful uh, military vessels in the entire Atlantic at that point. So that's what it gave him such an edge at taking other spoils and stuff. But we've not gotten to kind of his big event, which is he for six days, he blockades the port at Charleston, North Carolina. Just blocks it entirely from like you know, um, and no point, one gets in or out. This is a colony. Yeah, it's it's these it's the it's, back when it was a col- it's, yeah. it's what would become North Carolina today. But the what he claimed he needed was medical supplies. Not sure why, but he needed mm-hmm. medical supplies, and so he basically held the entire harbor hostage to get it for six days. He even Pink like, legs and eye patches. <laughs> yeah, but he. Like he managed to take over a vessel that was bound for Europe and on it were like all of these like rich, well-to-do noble people from the Carolinas, like the most powerful people. He took them all hostage and said, I'll send back their heads if you don't give us this medicine. Mm -hmm. So this is like a huge, like badass move for him to do. And the funny thing was it didn't need to take as long as it did for him to get the medicine. Apparently this is like super like Disney Pirates of the Caribbean, but they sent these two guys to go, you know, actually leave the ship, go retrieve the medicine and come back with it. And they spent a whole bunch of time just fucking around getting drunk. And oh. so meanwhile, like Blackbeard is like losing his shit. Like, where's my fucking what medicine? What are we supposed to do again? <laughs> it's those two dudes, right? Those, yeah. Yeah. It's the guy with the eyeball that falls out. And then the other yeah. one who's have names i'm sure but i think we were supposed to get some medicine (laughs) (laughs) yep that's great so yeah so like blackbeard's losing his what was i saying about it being a meritocracy (laughs) yeah again why did i send my nephews but it feels super piratey right like oh they they all they went ashore and got drunk and didn't do their jobs pirate got a pirate yeah so they eventually get the medicine they do leave 
but this has attracted a lot of attention. And eventually the governor of next door, Virginia says, I don't want to be next. Fuck this guy. Uh, this guy named, this is a guy named Spotswood who's the governor of Virginia. And he says, These I'm great names. Yeah. And so there's a bunch of guys that become kind of like pirate hunters. And eventually they get this guy Maynard to go and uh, take him down. And, I forget why, but Blackbeard is at, at an uh, at a place called I think it's oh, I'm going to mispronounce this, but it's like Ocracoke Island off the coast of North Carolina, and he's got his ship, his new ship after the Queen Anne's Revenge, which I believe is called the Adventure. So he's still he's you know got a formidable ship, but a smaller. That's a, crew. That's a serious step down in the name department. Yeah, the I know. Adventure. What did mm, it come with that name? Not as good. Um, <laughs> At that point, all the other names were taken. His Majesty's sissy pants was not uh, not as <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Queen Anne's drawers. <laughs> all right. Anyway, her bloomers. <laughs> um, so he so he's a little undermanned. He's got like maybe twenty five guys with him as opposed to his usual like you know a fleet of a hundred guys. And Maynard and his crew find him, and they engage in a naval battle. The adventure has its mast broken and can't steer anymore, but it still manages to fire off a bunch of volleys. So both ships are disabled. The two men, uh, Blackbeard and Maynard, then engage, uh, they, they shoot at each other. Maynard shoots Blackbeard. He doesn't go down. Blackbeard misses. And the two engage in a sword, you know, a like a perfect, like, piratey sword-on-sword fencing battle. They go at it, and eventually, um, one of while Blackbeard is engaged in hand-to-hand combat with Maynard, one of Maynard's dudes sneaks up on him and like slashes his throat. Ah! Oh, and he goes so, and he goes down. What a pirate move! It's a super like pirate move. It's a it's an amazing pirate death. And when they examine him, they find that he's Blackbeard's been shot five times, and and he's got twenty sword wounds in him. So he goes down like a what? fucking champ. <laughs> <laughs> he was the Shug Knight of his day. Kind of, uh, yeah. Like, wow. It's, it's wow. such an awesome way to go out, right? Like, the, that's a, if you're a pirate. Five times and 20 sword wounds. One of those had to have been like, oh, he got nicked. <laughs> Still, though, that's that's like, you know, Rasputin levels of like, you can't take this guy out. Yeah. Um, it's, it's amazing. And again, it's one of these reasons you think of this guy as legendary. Like, every story you hear about him is like, oh, that's so cool. Like, yeah, what a bad Mad respect. Blackbeard. Mad respect for Blackbeard. And that is the end of Blackbeard. They cut off his head, and they put it on the ship. Um, they toss his body into the ocean. A lot of pirates, obviously, did not have that end. A lot of pirates, they, at one point, the, the plan was, we'll just pardon all these guys, and they'll go legit. And Blackbeard actually... There was a while where he was trying to get it. He eventually did get it. He went straight for like two months and then went back to piracy. He's like, this is what I know. This is what I love. It's like, I, I can't guess. handle a desk job. I, kind of. This is driving me crazy. <laughs> yeah. There's too much bureaucracy, I, says I. <laughs> every day someone brings in cupcakes. Yeah. <laughs> well, interesting. You know, it's funny. I mean, you know, with distance, these things start to sound just cool. Uh, obviously, a lot of horrible stuff mixed in there. Yeah, if you're but, if you're on the other guy's ship, not so good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but uh, still, yeah, he he wasn't uh, effing around. That's for sure. No, no, he. I mean, he did all of the like cool piratey things, 
Minus the like supernatural shit. <laughs> but like it, this, there's a reason this guy is the legend, right? Like he is, he does all of the piratey things you'd expect a pirate to do. Like he, he has a great story. You know, it's interesting too. He seems like a very capable sailor or captain and he's doing piracy, which is sort of funny to me because it seems like you could have other jobs. You could join an actual Navy. You yeah, know? you could join the Navy. You could be a pirate hunter. You could be a merchant. I mean, you could do a lot of things, but to choose this life, uh, is, it's interesting. It's an, And be good at it because it's a difficult, tough uh, difficult and tough for those that are keeping track. Uh, but you don't have a long life expectancy as a pirate. No, and he must have believed in his own legend to a large degree. One, because he is trying to like you know, do the theatrical stuff. But, you know, if you, if you, it's one thing to like show up at the Republic of Pirates, but he decided to run it for a while. You know, he's, you know, he's putting himself out there as an attention getting pirate. Which yes, is, you know, that it's I the one thing, interesting, you know, this flamboyancy is an interesting element. And and arguably, you know, we talk about why these characters endure. You know, it's less that he was menacing and more that he knew how to craft an image. Yeah, I mean, he does back it up. He is a he's, he's not the most successful pirate, as we've discussed. There's a few others who you might point yeah. to and go like, but that guy did more. pirate publicist. He is a great publicist. He's 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 great at publicizing himself. Um, he does obviously have, he's able to back it up with skill and, you know, he leaves people alive to tell the tale. He's, he's flamboyant in a way that you could be at this time, I think, as a criminal. Like we talked about Capone, like Capone had to spend ridiculous amounts of money to bribe half of Chicago to be able to do what he did and then still didn't get away with it. Blackbeard didn't have to do that. He could just, you know, he's just on a, sh- a boat. He just, he, you know, sinks the other boat, sails away. Who the fuck's going to catch him? You know, right. the, the law enforcement in, you know, 1717 is nothing like law enforcement as it was for Capone in the 30s. Yeah, but he clearly knew how to start a legend and the benefits of having that because I imagine a lot of people when they realized it was Blackbeard, would be happy to just surrender at a certain point, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I would imagine a lot of them did. He had all these kind of nicknames, too, like, you know, in the... I mean, that's that's like the uh, that's the ideal situation for a pirate. You don't even have to fight. Right, they just see the Jolly Roger and go, uh, I'm out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that was the whole point of the, the Jolly Roger, of course, the pirate flag. Every pirate had their own specific one, and uh, the whole point of that was to just terrify whoever you were attacking into surrendering. Right. Just to say, it's not worth it here. Take, you know, my barrels of, you know, spices and indigo or whatever I'm trading, you know, just take it. Yeah. And then you get things that kind of amplify that legend after he dies, right? You do get Treasure Island, which is, you know, he's not in it, obviously, but it's based, you know, all all of that pirate stuff. Um, There's a book that comes out in 1727. Um, and it's one of those things where, like, back then you'd give a book a ridiculously long title, like, you know, um, a most uh, well-researched and interesting <laughs> history of piracy amongst the Caribbean, you know, but it's generally called the history of pirates. Oh, um, I'm out of cover. <laughs> Oops, I continued on inside of book. <laughs> right. So this book by a guy named Captain Charles Johnson, who is probably, it may have been a pseudonym. Um, some people think it's actually a pseudonym for Daniel Defoe, who wrote uh, Robinson Crusoe. But this book is a standard reference work 
for all, not just Blackbeard, but all of these guys from this time period. Mm-hmm. And it's generally considered pretty reliable. They think there's, there may be some embellishments in it, you know, for a little flair. But, you know, the, a book like that in uh, kind of being one of a kind of that time and being of that time period is kind of the way we know most of these pirates. There's just yeah, not a lot of once records. again, it's one of those things where if there's a surviving record, we talked a little bit about this with like Medusa and stuff, you know, that becomes the one that we all gravitate towards. Not to say that his story isn't pretty cool, but it, it's benefited by the fact that there's this work that we can look at. Yeah, there's... Uh, and, the, and the legend endures. There, there's some other sources. There's like... Legal testimony from like pirates who were caught or people who had encounters and they would talk mm-hmm. about encountering Blackbeard. So there are some outside sources to kind of corroborate Objection. this. Objection, I'll allow it. Yeah. <laughs> Pirate, Pirate court. court. Yay. Exactly. We settle our disputes in. Pirate court. That I'd uh, make that pilot. Pirate court. Judge Wapnar. (laughs) Uh, There it is. Yep. Anything else on Blackbeard you wanted to share with the class, Doug? No, I think that kind of covers the the historical record on Blackbeard for the most part. I mean, I would encourage anyone who's listening to this and is interested to just go and start uh, looking at some of this stuff because it's really entertaining. Um, But I don't want this to just be the Blackbeard book report. I think we should talk about, you know, why do we still care about this guy? Like, why? Well, again, I, I feel like part of it is that he just knew how to create an image. And so that there was a legend, people talked about him. That to me is very piratey. When you think of pirates, yes, you think of the fencing and you think of the laying siege to ports and all that stuff. But you do have in your mind, when you close your eyes and you picture a pirate, you picture someone who's a little flamboyant, you know, big feather in the hat. And this kind of stuff, and I feel like I feel like Blackbeard kind of had a little bit of that going on. No, I agree with you. I, you know, I, I think that's right. I mean, pretty much, you know, whenever you think of like a modern pirate as being cool, it all does kind of trace back to this image, right? Like that, you know, you don't get any of the the characters in the the Disney Pirates of the Caribbean movie. You don't even get the Pirates of the Caribbean amusement park ride. Yeah. Without this. And like, I've been on that ride a million times and man, like it just feels like it's like, oops, all Blackbeards. Like that's what you get is you get, <laughs> um, you know, even the guys without beards are all sort of, you know, again, it's, you're right. It's the, it's the panache, right? Yeah. You get, um, and I don't know much about this particular musical, but Pirates of the Pen- of Penzance, right? That's a pretty early musical that romanticizes this era. And there is well, some, we do that with yeah. outlaws all the time. I mean, we do that with gangsters and uh, what would you? Yeah, Robin Gunsl- Hood, Robin Hood, gunslingers, pirates. As long as they're at a distance, there's an allure there, and I think the allure is freedom. It's a very free. I mean, from the outside, it seems like this free lifestyle. You know, you have. No laws. Apparently, there's a pirate's code, but it's like, actually, there's quite a few laws. But mm. no, there's. it seems like you're free from the constraints of society. You're. Out, I mean, the ocean, to me, is such an evocative symbol of freedom. You know, you're mm. not under any nation's flag. So I think there's that element of it, too. It's, it's exciting to people, that idea. Yeah, and there's also the, like, giving a finger to authority. Right. That, you know, like, oh, I wish I could do that. You know, just plunder and just right. go for it. You know? One of these days, I'm just going to walk in there and tell Mr. Henderson that I'm going to be a pirate. Well, look at, I mean, that's what Steed Bonnet did, right? He literally right, said, right. I'm, I have my cushy day job, but I want to go be a pirate. Now, he ended up not being great at it. 
Right. But the fact is there was enough of an allure that he did do it. You know, he did say, I'm going to hang it up and go be a pirate. He went down to the pirate store, got all the pirate stuff. Got his hook hand. (laughs) Got my hook hand here. Got my parrot. I'm ready to go. Oops, got, I got hung. Got my treasure um, map. I got my exactly. We got my novelty treasure map. But Captain, um, what if we instead of burying it, use this treasure to buy things? Things we like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming that's is that a Simpsons thing? That's a Sim that's a Simpsons bit. Yeah. Okay. It sounds like it. Yeah. Uh yeah. So I mean that's that to me is is why the idea of pirates endures and Blackbeard in particular knew how to really craft that image, which was to his advantage. Yeah, I, by the way, I just want to throw this in there. Do you know what, did you know that there, I believe, this is another thing that Dan just knows with no research, but grog is an actual thing. Do you know what grog is, Doug? Is it a cousin to mead? I, I think I have a sense no, of what No, it's is. just, I believe it's merely rum and water. And the idea oh. was that you, as a sailor, were given your ration of rum for the day. And to keep you from hoarding it and then just getting drunk off your ass, they would put water in it so that if you kept it around, it would get nasty, you know? Mm. So you were inclined to drink it when you got it. And that was what grog was. So it's not hmm. it's not the green acidic goo from <laughs> Monkey Island. Aww. But uh, I believe that's all it was, is rum and water. Wow. Grog. Huh. And it's drink all for me pirates. grog, me jolly jolly grog, all gone for beer and tobacco. Um, oh, yeah, the shanties. Yeah, shanties are cool. I, I legit, like, would listen to shanties for fun. Like, I like shanties. I believe that about you. Dude. I know you do. <laughs> um, I do like them. Uh they are. It's, it's like what? What do you do with a drunken sailor? Call a cab and make sure he gets home safe. Confiscate <laughs> <laughs> his keys and yeah. put him in a cab ride. No. <laughs> yeah, I, and that's obviously not um, exclusively a pirate thing, but they are. You know, there's again, there's that like it's the mystique. It's part of that lore around them. It's that you know all of the like the motifs that go with pirates. Um, and again, this is pirates generally, I suppose, and not just Blackbeard, but. It's a fully fleshed out um, world. And when you think about, like, I want to spend time in a fantasy world, you want it to feel real. You want it to feel fleshed out with all these different players and, like, at little, like, details and stuff. And here you have the real world, so it's full of all those details. But they're, like, details that everybody knows. Like, you don't have to sit there and read a bunch of histories to kind of have a sense of, like, what pirates are and what they're about, right? They're really accessible in that way. So, yeah, if you're a criminal doug yeah. <laughs> uh so what are some we would reference this a little bit and to make good on that i suppose what are some characters that we talked about long john silver that might owe a little bit of a debt to uh blackbeard like what well, there's these other who's bluebeard i looked at you know it's funny i thought you might ask that i looked that up today i'm yeah. like is there a bluebeard the pirate and there is a folklore character called bluebeard not a pirate ah. but sort of like you said, like if you're gonna do like looney tunes or whatever you're a cartoon and you're gonna do a, an episode about pirates It'd be very easy to go like, here's Bluebeard, and here's Greenbeard, and you know, right, Blackbeard, right, and right. Redbeard. Bluebeard was an aging pirate who got a bad case of dye, <laughs> and they never yeah. let him hear the end of it. Yeah, so you're looking more at like pop culture pirates that owe a debt to... Um, oh, sure. Yeah. I'm just wondering if there's any others. You know, We know that he was portrayed directly as a character in the fourth Pirates of the Caribbean movie with uh, Ian McShane playing him. Right, Inspired right. casting. Um, but uh, yeah, and we talked a little bit about LeChuck, the ghost pirate from the Monkey Island series, who seems very black beardy in his, oh, yeah. in his uh, execution. So yeah, are there, are there any others that you would that you go? Like, uh, oh, that's a that's a Blackbeard. You know what's funny? I, th- this one is Blackbeard himself. 
uh, as a character, but there's a movie I found when I was, again, just kind of Googling around for stuff. Cause I was surprised. Like I would, you would think that there'd be like, you know, a kind of definitive Blackbeard biopic. Like we're kind of, yeah, it sure kinda, sounds like we should have one by now. Yeah. And there was like a few, I think there's a few movies about him, but not, nothing that it would seem like this is the, you know, like a big hit. Like this is the uh, yeah. premier thing. I got to see be. that death that you described on the big screen. It's fucking great. Right. Yeah. Um, so he, um, there is a movie called Blackbeard's ghost and this is of oh, that. This is, is this a wonderful world of Disney movie? It is. Yeah. It's yeah. in that same like vein as like the incredible Mr. Olympic. Oh, by <laughs> the way, this reminds me next week. Mr. Boogity will be <laughs> our I, I feel like that's a thing now. Like, it's almost a meme to, to know about Mr. Boogity. It is a, well, okay. Uh, there's a anyway, second one, yes, apparently. Blackbeard. That popped. There's a second Mr. Boogity, because I saw it oh, in my Disney Plus I, today. I, I, oh, I know. Um, <laughs> but anyway, uh, Blackbeard's Ghost. All right. So, like, this is a movie about... It, it's made, I think, in, like, 1968 or something. Like So, it's really that wonderful world of Disney era. And this guy, he buys a, an old inn that was like once run or it's run by like Blackbeard's descendants and Blackbeard's 10th wife. I don't know that he even had a wife, let alone 10, mm, but like was, that's a, interesting. was a witch who put a curse on him and stuff. Was Blackbeard so, so, perhaps a gay icon? Maybe. No, yeah, yeah. Uh, Save it for the movie script. All right. Anyway. Yeah. So he uh, is like somehow summoned by this, you know, unwitting main character. Uh, so the Blackbeard's ghost follows him around and, like, makes all kinds of crazy mischief because he has to do, like, one good deed or something to remove the curse, and then he can go on to the other side. Mm-hmm. Um, notable only because I think uh, Peter Ustinov plays Blackbeard. If you don't know Peter Ustinov, you know his voice because he is um, Prince John from the Disney Robin Hood. Yeah, it's kind of a whistly voice. Uh, you're thinking of the snake, maybe. Sort of oh. sounds a hiss, who sounds like Yeah, this. maybe not him. It's not him. Huh? No, okay. uh, Peter Ustinov is, you know, mommy. Oh. <laughs> That's Peter Ustinov. Mom, mom, mom. Yeah. So he's the voice of uh, Prince John. Anyway, but this is, uh, he's Blackbeard in that movie. But it's funny, there's been kind of a drought of pirate things. Like for You had some piratey stuff in kind of, I guess, the 50s and 60s. And then... You get kind of nothing. Till the smash hit Cutthroat Island with yeah. Matthew Modine and <laughs> Gina Davis. And then you get Curse of the Black Pearl and that, and you get those movies. But yeah. other than those f- five five movies, not a lot of pirating stuff. I guess maybe it appears well, in like they're Master expensive. and Commander. They are expensive. expensive to put together. Well, when done correctly, they can be a hoot. Well, that brings us maybe to the fan casting. Why don't we jump into that? That seems like a nice little segue. Sure. Who would you have? I do think Ian McShane in a not great movie. I mean, the Pirates of the Caribbean movies sort of are, I think, in just descending order of quality pretty much. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ian McShane is a, just a very cool actor and a good choice, but he's off the table since he already did it. Who would you have play Blackbeard? So here's who, who I thought about this a lot. Part of the challenge is Blackbeard was actually somewhere between 35 and 40 when he died. He was a younger, you know, um, than I think people think. So, like, an actor like Ian McShane is great. Yeah, people looked older back then. So, Ian McShane is great. Another actor who played him recently is uh, Ray Stevenson, plays him on uh, Black Sails, that TV show, which I've not watched. I watched a few clips of it for this. And, um, you know, Ray Stevenson is a, a bruiser of a guy. Blackbeard apparently. Yeah, I always feel like Blackbeard is kind of rendered as being kind of like meaty. <laughs> yeah, he's not though. Just, yeah, he was actually. Have to be. He was described as being kind of tall and thin. 
uh, broad well, shoulders. That's what happens yeah. when you're eating hard tack all the time and drinking rum, right? That's not much of a. That's not going to build a big physique. Not know? not a diet. Yeah, not. Um, but the person I thought of, even though he's not quite as tall as Blackbeard would be, uh, but he's kind of younger and can be more intense, is uh, Aaron Paul. I feel like <laughs> I feel like under the right circumstance, you put a beard on him, and he's kind of wild eyed. Cannons, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, you make him talk different, but I mean, I feel like in terms of like a, I was well, trying to think of like a guy who's talk different. You let me know. Well, <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I was thinking about like who in that age range can sure. portray someone who's enough of a badass, and there's not that many. Yeah, yeah. Think, you know. Well, that's a definitely an outside the box casting choice. I think Aaron Paul is a lot of fun, so I, I, I'd be curious to at least see the screen test. Mm-hmm. But you're wrong. The answer, of course, is Liam Neeson. <laughs> should play Blackbeard. Who's twice as old as Aaron Paul. <laughs> oh, forget that. It's a movie. I know, I know. Come on. I think, I'm I think sure he'd be a great a, pirate. You're right. He'd be a great pirate, and he's he's menacing and intense, and you can believe that he would follow you from one side of the map to the other. Oh, I'd, I'd buy him. Yeah. Yeah. I was just, like I said, I thought it was an interesting challenge to try and come up with a younger person, like an age-appropriate Blackbeard. Like fuses that I put in my hat. <laughs> I will find you. I'm Blackbeard. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think Aaron Paul's a, a fun choice as well. Uh, yeah, I guess I guess I was thinking Liam Neeson coming into this tonight, but mm. finding out that he's younger is interesting. Life expectancy of everybody was a lot shorter back then. I think mm. that 35 back then might look like 55. Yeah, probably. So. Again, still kind of, of sun imp- damage. Still kind of impressive that like Blackbeard's entire pirate career fits into two years. Really, a little less than that. Like that's always true about these things, though, because the OK Corral shootout was like thirty seconds, and everyone still talks about it. It's like the biggest shootout <laughs> right. in Western history, and that thing was like, bam, 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 done. Yeah, you know, like two guys got killed, and so it's you always think of these epic shootouts, and they just didn't really happen. I've also heard that, by the way, about sword fights. You know, you get these elaborate choreographed sword fights in movies, but the truth is the average sword fight doesn't last that long. Have you ever tried you know? it? Sword fighting? <laughs> Only when someone insults my honor. Right. No, I, I'm not. You I like decided, fencing? I tried I, in college, I was like, I'll take a fencing class. Let's see what this is like. This could be fun. Like, I, you know, I'd done a right. little stage combat and stuff. I'm like, this, this could be neat. Yeah. This, what's this like? I don't I'm, need girls to like me. I'm going to try fencing. Yeah. <laughs> I was so far gone from getting girls to like me in college uh, that fencing was not going to make much of a difference. <laughs> yeah, yeah. At, at that point, you're already in the, in the red. In for, a, in for a penny, in for a pound. Deep into the red. Um, yeah. Okay. So, but I did, I, I, it was fun to do for, you know, a quarter. Sure. Um, but you, you definitely you figure out like, oh shit, this is over, fe- like, this is really. I've seen fencing. It's like, da 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 yeah. a stab. I mean, it's like that. And think about that. Like, that's battle for most of human history is right. like, wow. If you were. That's so, not a point. That's you're dead. Yeah. So when you hear about these guys that were like, you know, great warriors and stuff and formidable, like, you, they had to survive that over and over and over again. They right, must have been right. really good. Um, I would say not getting into those fights in the first place is probably the first thing you learn. Right. You know, as much as avoid them as much as possible. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, the one time that I think that I can think of where it actually was like that, it was like out of heat or something, was that uh, bank robbery in L.A. like 20 years ago. You remember that? Those guys had those mm-hmm. machine guns? No. And it just went on for like an hour. It was crazy. Wow. And they were shoot- having a shootout with the cops, and it just went on and on and on. Um, I 
think they were killed or one of them was killed and the other was apprehended. And I actually don't think any police were killed. I've but seen standoffs it, go it for It went on you know, and on hours. and on. It was kind of crazy. Yeah, standoffs can last a very long time, but the actual like firefights themselves, yeah, rarely are very long. Those are right. pretty quick. Um, uh, but no, I have not taken a fencing class. I did do some sword fighting in a play in high school, so mm. there's that. Right. And I remember the little protective nib had broken off one of the swords, <laughs> and it was not mine. No, well, that's <laughs> it was good. the other guy's. Yes. And I just remember that night when we were up there and like on guard, and there we are like pointing our swords at each other, and all I was doing was just looking at that tip, and I was like, oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Please, not like please this. Not, not like, like this. I, nah, yeah, not in a high school play. <laughs> no. Good God, please. Uh, I mean, I was good, but. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. And it was yeah, out of character good. for our town, but we wanted to spice it up. <laughs> it was, it was uh, our, our uh, director was a uh, iconoclast. What can I say? He was, he was going his own way with it. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah. So I actually I lost my train of thought. Where were where, where we? Oh, yeah, that fan cast. Yeah, okay. so we got that. What about uh, the alignment? He's a pretty clear neutral. I think so. Evil. Most criminals, I think, fall into the neutrals, especially when, now that we you know talked about he didn't go out of his way to you know inflict more pain than he had to right. for the most part. Right. It's pretty much you know right. all about the business. Yeah, it's um, more like he said, like tell him I tell him I cut off your dick or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm not gonna tell him that. All right, well, tell him I was really mean to you. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like there's something endearing about Blackbeard to me, and I can't put my finger on it. <laughs> <laughs> so we're up anyway. to uh, the, bat- the the title fight between okay. uh, Blackbeard and the Slender Man. <laughs> ah, the Slender Man. Well, uh, as we've learned, Blackbeard may himself have been a Slender Man. Mm-hmm. So that gives him, he's inside the guy's head already. He knows <laughs> right. how he thinks. Uh, well, that's interesting. You know, Slender Man, I like the idea that he been around for hundreds of years mm-hmm. you know and sort of like there's he sort of feels like folklore in that regard yeah yeah it's a tough one because it's a little hard to imagine them coming into conflict to begin with a little bit because partially because slender man you think of as being on land and blackbeard's on sea so if you're going to have them encounter each other blackbeard's a little bit at his disadvantage because he's not on board you know, the Queen Anne's Revenge. Unless he just stays at the ocean and just, like, shoots his 40 cannons at the Slender Man. But to me, this is more like when we get into the lore of piracy, we get into magic and supernatural stuff. And now I start to go like, oh, okay, think of Slender Man like a voodoo curse, you know, mm-hmm. Mayan ghost situation. And now, now we're talking. Now it's like, ah, oh, Blackbeard needs to, like, outwit this, this thing. Mm-hmm. And I feel like he could. For some reason, I feel like... I feel like Blackbeard would somehow at the last minute pull it out. He'd like uh, double cross the Slender Man. Yeah, exactly. Know? Exactly. Right when the Slender Man's about to get him, you know, another pirate comes up behind and slits his throat. Right. I, I, it's the pirate you didn't see. I did. I, you know, in thinking about this one, I was oh, like, no, I, I, know I, is, to... I know what it is. I know what it is. I know what it is. Slender Man is Blackbeard cornered <laughs> on land. Improbably, he gets him on land. He's got him cornered, and you know his his gaping slender maw opens up, and he's gonna suck out Blackbeard's soul. And uh, he tosses off Blackbeard's hat, and we see that. Wait a minute, this isn't Blackbeard at all. This beard is fake. And then Blackbeard's behind him, and he kills him. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> it's one of it's Blackbeard's cabin boy that had been sent out. Uh, I by think, Chris Elliott. Yeah. 
<laughs> I think there is something to that. I think, you know, I wanted to give the edge to Blackbeard here, too. And maybe it's just because we like Blackbeard so much and we were a little cooler on Slender Man. <laughs> we certainly were. There's certainly and Blackbeard's a- crafty. Blackbeard's crafty. He's... Uh, he might just take advantage of his numbers, you know, like he's like, I got a crew of, you know, I've got 40 ships in my armada and, you know, 100 long yeah. guns, uh, you know, and just blast them uh, or something. But I do like the, the more piratey, like craftiness of what you're talking about. It's like, there's it got to be some kind of subterfuge or trickery. Yeah, we don't know yeah. that the Slender Man is crafty. There's no there's no indication of that. He just sort of... Well, we don't know a lot about the Slender Man. All we know is that he really wants you to like, favorite, and subscribe. <laughs> yeah, he's, he is an internet troll. Interestingly, though, you know, I feel like Blackbeard did have a handle on the whatever the social media of the time was, which I assume was just leaving someone around to tell the tale. Yeah. Uh, a message in a bottle, probably popular. Yes. <laughs> um, Hashtag, yes, all pirates. Yes. Um, yar all pirates. Yar, yar, yar all pirates. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I want to give it to Blackbeard here, too, just because, you know, like I said, we don't really know how you would kill a, the Slender Man, but I, I figure running him through with a uh, your scabbard or whatever is... Or, um, like, some sort of voodoo dagger. <laughs> some sort that's of... That's your be- cur- a cursed I'm, I'm, weapon. Yeah, now we're going deep into the Pirates of the Caribbean lore because why not? Yeah, some kind of magical weapon yeah. from the armory. Or insult dueling, of course. The armory of magical weapons that they had on the show. Mm-hmm. It is, it's, you know, it's a fun place to play, right? There's a simplicity to it that l- lets you invent. Well, look, even before the like Disney kind of uh, movies came along, like I remember there were like Lego pirate sets as a kid. Like, you know, this is a, a world that you would let children's imaginations run wild in, even mm. though in theory it's a world full of like debauched killers and you know thieves and cutthroats. Right. Um, there, yeah, there's there... no mention of venereal disease in the Lego pirate set that right. I can remember. <laughs> not, not, not that I can remember either. Scurvy or. I mean, they they did that whole uh, revamp, and they're still doing it, I feel like, on the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. Mm-hmm. They keep going back and being like, I guess we got to take out the part where they're chasing the ladies, you know, or make it, uh, it's not a wench auction anymore. Now it's just like a, a hat auction. Like, they keep going back and yeah. changing it. When I, I make it sound like I, I, I'm poo-pooing that. I mean, I understand it is a family ride in the theme park. It's like... <laughs> It is kind of a a tough thing to show in that context. But, uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of that. There's a lot of sanitizing that has to go on for it to be accessible. Well, you have to decide, you know, how how much is the evil stuff that pirates do going to undermine the whimsy of the ride? Um, Yeah, well, when you want to imagine how cool and charming pirates might have been, just imagine, like, Pirates today, like Somali pirates. Right. <laughs> are, those, are those guys that you would invite to come to your kid's birthday party? Probably not. <laughs> yeah, definitely but not. But now that I think about it, that would be awesome. <laughs> Captain <laughs> Phillips. Yeah. Im- <laughs> impersonators. Oh, God. <laughs> to come to your kids. Which one of you little ones is the captain now? Um, <laughs> I am the captain. Yeah, I, I, th- I think that kind of covers... Pretty much uh, everything. I, I the only other thing I, I remember was that we briefly touched on was the uh, Assassin's Creed entry, uh, Black Flag, that takes place in the Pirate Times, is based on um, 
the research for that came out of a book called uh, The Republic of Pirates, which I recommend, because that really focuses on a lot of this history and specifically like the pirates' attempts to self-govern. It's a good book. Or you could just play Assassin's Creed. Which is also, yeah, historically And now you're playing a video game instead of reading a book. Yes. You're welcome. Yeah, and now you get your history that way. But Blackbeard is in it, and, uh, you know, uh, they do a good job of making him, again, the flair for the theatrical. uh, But his, like, no... Well, as long as we're recommending stuff... Uh, yeah, yeah. Sid Meier's Pirates. That was, oh, yeah. That was a that's a great game. Did you sure. Ever play that one? Uh, I didn't yeah, play a lot of it, but yeah, it's like a pirate simulator. Essentially, yeah. And at the end, you retire. And if you did really well, I feel like you're like a governor. And if you did really crappy, you're like a beggar. Yeah. You know, St- assistant pirate. Still, though, no, the, the best pirate game still probably goes to maybe Monkey Island 2. They're, they're all good, but. Yeah. How can you pick? But yeah. uh yeah, Monkey Island, that was that was a big part of my childhood. Yeah. <laughs> Those games. Likewise. Pirates uh, had very deep pockets and would pick things up because they knew they would be useful later. Yep. They love pixel hunting, those pirates. <laughs> yeah, indeed. So, uh, all right. I think that covers uh, everything we want to cover with Blackbeard. Of course, like, uh, rate, and subscribe and all that jazz. Tweet <laughs> us at, uh, at Podcast But Evil. Uh, and please do drop a review. Like like we said at the top, that really helps us get the word out. And, uh, of course, we want you to get the word out the old-fashioned yeah, way, Yeah, we would legitimately love to read your review on the show and... If you recommend a, a villain, we will strongly consider it. That's right. That is so much power. Think of the power you have. You could control an hour of Doug's in my life. That's true. I can't even do that. Yeah. And I usually cede that authority to my wife and kids. Mm-hmm. So, Am I right? Uh, the old, the old, oh, boy. Uh, uh, so yeah, I think that covers just about everything. Oh, uh, next episode I believe is, uh, Sauron from Lord of the Rings, right? Is that what we said? I think that's what we said. Is oh, I think next. we did. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. So look forward yes, to that. Yes, it's Sauron. The so, eye. The, the, the eye guy. The big eye. Oh yeah. I remember him. He's always looking at stuff. <laughs> All right. Sauron. All right. So we'll see you next time. You defeat him and you get a big sh- Dick. And, oh, sorry. All right. <laughs> That's fine. So, uh, so we'll see you next time for Sauron. And until then, uh, gentlemen, to evil. Clink. Clink. Yar. Yar. We're a club tune for rovers. We can sing in every class. We can even hit the high notes. It's just too bad we're tuned deaf. A pirate I was meant to be. Trim the sails and roam the sea. 